Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives! When a businessman was kidnapped, everything worked according to plan. Too well. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. Take it from yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective. It pays to pay attention to the letter of the law. I'd been in Lieutenant Dawson's office only a few minutes one evening when his phone rang. Lieutenant Dawson speaking. Lady, please try to control yourself. He turned away from the phone. Jerry, there's a hysterical woman on the wire. See if you can make any sense out of what you're saying. I think her husband's been kidnapped. I grabbed the phone, learned that's what she was trying to tell the police all right. I got her name, Mrs. Robert Newton, and the address, 492 Sheffield Terrace. <coughs> Dawson and I left the squad car, hurried into the house on Sheffield Terrace. Mrs. Newton was there, but by now she was completely self-possessed. She said she was sorry she had bothered us, and would we please go away? Mrs. Newton, obviously the kidnappers have made contact with you since you called the police. I didn't have to say any more. Her face got scarlet. Dawson looked at her sternly. Show us the ransom note. Tears came to Mrs. Newton's eyes, but she shook her head. She was going to obey the kidnappers' instructions to the letter. Dawson read her the riot act. Told her that even if she did pay the ransom, her husband might be killed. It was no use. Finally, we left. But we didn't go far. We pulled down the block. About ten minutes later, she's getting into a car. Let's go. We followed Mrs. Newton up and down side street. And then at the intersection of Green and Hazlitt, an enormous truck got between us and our quarry. For 30 seconds, we lost Mrs. Newton. Then we got back on the case. But although we were right behind her all the rest of the time, we never saw her make contact with anybody. Mrs. Newton drove straight back to her home. When the police followed a woman to see if she was making contact with kidnappers, she led them straight back to her home. The next morning, while Dawson checked with the cops he posted around the Newton house, I talked to the mob of reporters. This is fake news, Browning. What do you think's behind the snatch? I haven't the slightest. After all, Newton is a businessman. Sure, he's head of Newton Textiles. man like that could have a lot of enemies. Uh... The reporter stopped short. Just then... A cab pulled up to the house. The photographers went crazy. Mrs. Newton ran down the stairs, threw her arms around the man's neck. There, there, darling. I'm all right. You did what the kidnappers demanded? They kept their word. <laughs> Say, will one of you newsmen pay my cab ransom? I don't have a cent on me. That was a mad scramble to pay the cabbie. Thanks a lot, fellas. Now, come on in. I'll give you the whole story. Newton, with his arm around his wife, started to lead the way to his house. Sorry, Mr. Newton, but you and your wife will have to come down to headquarters. Whatever you say, Lieutenant. Oh, and darling, you'd better get the ransom note. It's all right to let the police see it. Mrs. Newton went into the house, reappeared a few seconds later with the note. Dawson and I started to read it. As a ransom note, it was strictly in the best tradition. Short, neatly typed on ordinary white paper... Nothing will happen to your husband if you follow instructions and keep the police out of this. 
Just have $40,000 in small bills in a package. Drive to Green and Hazlitt Streets. A two-tone sedan will be waiting. Throw the money out and go home. You have nothing to worry about if you obey orders. Newton peered over my shoulder. They meant it. They would have killed me if they weren't paid. At headquarters, Newton spent hours going through Rogue's Gallery photographs. I'm sorry, Lieutenant, but I can't identify any of my captors from these pictures. I'd like to help, but I don't want to involve innocent men. We worked over Newton for another hour. The guy was trying to be cooperative. Described the place where he'd been held. It was sort of like a big barn way out in the country. I had no idea where I was. I'd been grabbed close to my house, blindfolded on the way out and back. Newton claimed he hadn't been mistreated. The kidnappers gave him enough food and reasonably decent treatment. Mr. Newton, you aren't being much help. And you're just as bad, Miss Newton. Both of you are just as guilty as the real criminals because you encourage crime by not trusting the police. You can both leave, and I hope you're ashamed of yourselves. Well, Jerry, I guess that's that. I wasn't satisfied. Dawson, may I borrow that ransom note? I've got an idea about it. Henard Schwartz, expert in art and specialist in science, was in his shop. He looked under a microscope at the note. As a literary composition, it is no masterpiece, Jerry. The paper, commercial bond, available in a thousand stores. But the typing, ah, that is interesting. I think it was written within the last 24 hours. Next, I called on my friend Milton Weiss, the accountant. Milt, what do you know about the financial standing of Robert Newton? The guy who was kidnapped? I don't know anything about him, Jerry, but I can find out. All it took was a phone call. What I got's not good, Jerry. Newton's in debt. Intercity Bank holds his note for 40000 and it's due yesterday. The president of Intercity heard me out. Then, under the circumstances, Mr. Browning, the bank intends to be most lenient. We have no intention of calling in Mr. Newton's note. The man has been through a terrible ordeal. That money was a matter of life or his death. Naturally, we'll go along with him. Don't do it. Demand payment in full. Call in the note. It may give the police a line and a ransom note. I drove back to Sheffield Terrace, waited until the Newtons left. Then I went into action. Combed every inch of the place outside, found what I wanted in the garage. I picked up Dawson and Henard Schwartz. The three of us went back to the bank. Robert Newton was trying to bluster his way out of the mess. But when we walked in and he saw what I was carrying, the fight went out of him. Recognize this typewriter, Newton. It's yours. And it's the one on which the ransom note was written. Sure. That's what Mrs. Newton had done. Written the note after she deluded the police for a few seconds so the instructions could coincide with what had seemingly happened. Only there'd never been a kidnapping or any ransom paid. It was all an elaborate scheme, a frantic effort by a desperate man to save his business from bankruptcy. Huh? A receiver was appointed for the firm, and the Newtons were on the receiving end, too. A year's prison term for fraud. Like I said... 
when you don't adhere to the letter of the law. You wind up learning letters can spell out a sentence behind bars. <laughs> 